We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, live. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Kirkwood. Kirk D's here with my boys, Canada's newest inductee to the DFS, Canadian DFS Hall of Fame. The man is going down as the number one ranked Canadian DFS player. My man, Toe Tag and Tambo, Tyler Tambolene, and also the other man, my, uh, my boy with the biggest shoes, self-proclaimed biggest pair of shoes in the industry. Um, has said uh, some kid can't even fit into them. Uh, that's how big they are. But he's back after a, a Twitter war this week. Um, Brett Hartfield, Killer B, 2482. We are here to talk about week 17 on the pod. Hope everybody had a happy new year um, and uh, is doing well. But what's going on, fellas? Jokes, Kirkwood. It was all jokes. It was all for the funnies, all for the LOLs. <laughs> <laughs> doing well it's week 17 baby we got like team motivation to look at uh so i did a little bit of macro research uh a lot of injuries and you know stuff like that to worry about uh covid still hitting teams uh especially the whole saints running backfield so interesting week um but it's it's about first off macro research knowing what teams have to play for and then and then you can bust into the micro research of the players but Tambo, how you doing, man? How's uh, how was your Christmas? I'm doing how fantastic, was your man. 
Yeah. Christmas was good. Everything's good. I'm on here with my boys, Kirkwood, with the self-proclaimed greatest voice in DFS out there, just running thank, it. Thank you. Somebody sees it. Yeah. Yeah, I got you, man. I mean, I know you got that. You don't got that money though with Clemson, but you you got that voice, so we're oh, good there. Oh, I'm I'm Ooh, burn, I'm, burn. It's surprised I even made it to the show. I'm so miserable after <laughs> I, I couldn't sleep after uh, I I blew a lot of money on Clemson last night. Yeah, if only you had those Ohio State plays, man. Head chopper, the guy giving up the dough, and you're not taking it. So we'll learn. We'll, we'll head learn chopper is the one who told me to take Clemson. He was the pick <laughs> no. that I he I specifically the guy must be nice to just win a million and then give out losing picks to your buddies. There's and, levels uh, to this shit, you, man. There's different know? units you put on different plays. The Clemson play was not it. You you missed the good plays and you went all in on the bad play. That's what happened. But hey, we're here to talk about Twitter wars. We're here to talk about your boy J Mac. What's the real yes. deal here? <laughs> That's going on. We got to convert this back and get on board because we said before the pod. We all right, yeah. Let's let's pick. talk about that. Let's talk about my boy J Mac, uh, Justin McMahon, uh, DFI War Rooms, um, kids kid's a young kid. Uh, I know him well. He's a super nice guy, built a great company, does a lot of screenshot posting. I get it, but he's also in the tout business. That's what we do, right? Like you, you gotta, you, you gotta build your brand, you know, kid crushes best ball, right? Wins a couple hundred grand or a hundred grand on one team, but, a, but had multiple teams that cashed in uh, some of the high dollar stuff. Um, and then Brett comes out of uh, in the, the Twitter Twitter verse and just went after this kid and uh, started saying he can't even fit into my shoes. Uh, I mean, I want to know what shoes these are because uh, they kind of sound like clown shoes to me. <laughs> oh, jeez! Oh, it's you know again, it was for the LOLs. It's to uh, basically rib him a little bit. I mean, if you've ever been in the gambling world world. Like, this is what you do when somebody's kind of like on a high horse or whatever. But when he said like he has the best best ball content uh, in the industry, I just had to, I kind of had to slap him up a little bit because he doesn't. Um, and I get it. He's trying to promote his site and whatnot. And he had a, that's an unbelievable healthy team that got through. Obviously, you got to run good with, uh, um, you know, when you take second place uh, in a tournament for 100K. But uh, yeah, I just had to slap him up a little bit and that's it. So um he's got he's lot. got way he's got way more twitter followers than me so i expected to get a little bit of hate but you know if we can uh if we can lock in some uh type of you know dfs bets after this I'd, I'm well gonna... i know so we'll, we'll get him what we'll do is we'll get him on the show as a special guest on our if we do a playoff show and we'll we'll iron out a bet because i know he, his guy loves to bet he loves to do heads up challenges he loves all of that stuff so if you're saying that's what you want, I know he'll come on and he'll he'll and he'll be completely cordial and nice. He's a nice guy. Let's oh yeah, Brett wants that. Brett loves a good head. And, to and head you know head what? Head. I'll double down and I'll bet on J Mac. That's what I'll do. <laughs> All right, Kirkwood. I know. I know. Me and you. Me and you uh, have our like you know uh, back and forth. Like so. I, I, the I'm old not... married couple here. The old married couple. The, and I'm sure yeah. Brett will double down on that bet as well. He'll yeah, take it I on his it. side too. Let's and then we'll have to see uh, who Tambo takes. Who Tam- Tambo takes is he's going to try to be Switzerland on the sidelines. I'll be, right? I'll be slapping him how, up in NBA. I know how I'll be slapping him up in NBA. <laughs> I we'll like have to try to do everybody. We'll have to do all three sets. I think he's only on DK and Fando. I don't think I've ever seen him on that. He's got a shame of missing the site. You don't have to do all three sites. You don't have to do all three sites. Oh no, let's, let's make it. Let's make it. Pick a site and bet some real money. Be a man. Yeah. Oh, Oh, I, think, I think DK FanDuel's fair, though. I like that bet. Both sites. The two mains. 
I just love it how everybody knows the kid's financials. Like everybody, like uh, he marries into a family and I have to hear about how he's a billionaire now. Like, this will oh. be discussed on the future yeah. show, man. We're going to get him on. We're going to do a playoff show just for this. Cool. Let's do it. All right. All right. Week Go 17, ahead. boys. All right. So we've got this slate as a mess. So the, I guess the edge is, is to do your research today. Uh, you know, what we've been doing because uh, everything got thrown out the window with uh, the entire Saints running back. Uh, anybody. Tell people what anybody. time it is, uh, what part of the day it is, Saturday. I mean, it's it's Saturday at noon Eastern. Uh, so we just got the, the, the news about the Saints and they're going to have no running backs, except now they're going to have uh, Ty Montgomery moved to running back. The first thing I did was to look up to see if he was a wide receiver. I was hoping he was a 3K wide oh, receiver, yeah. but he's not. He's a running back. Um, so whatever, he'll he'll be a, certainly a chalky play we can get into. But, you know, there's just going to be loads of situations. We got not only we have motivation to deal with, right? We don't And we don't know per se, right? We can all read an article. We can all look up standings and we can all also look up uh, who's playing for bonuses and awards and all that stuff's important. But at the end of the day, we don't know what the coach is actually thinking here. So it's a lot of guesswork you got to put together. There's a lot of variance. It's a great week for GPPs. Um, so, you know, do your research, figure out who's playing and try, you, you try to pick up coach speak here and there and whatnot. But at the end of the day, these guys are all liars. Um, all right, so we've got also a massive amount of game. We have 15 games, right? So I'm not even going to do this game by game thing that we usually start with. Let's just go right into it. And uh, I mean, unless you guys have a big picture overview, you want to get off your chest. No, I right like now. what you just said. Let's just go position like we always do. Start at running back and move it around. I'm talking about the guys we actually like and what we've heard so far. Things that you, your angles you might have on it, as Brett mentioned, with some stuff with motivation that like you said Kirk where they could all be liars but some of these tidbits are nice to have and see if they can help some people out yeah and I'll throw this out there are a few games that do stand out on an island uh with over-unders um but just keeping an eye on Vegas uh the, there's a lot of big line movements this week obviously because of uh, motivation like the Steelers just benched Roethlisberger right they can be a two seed or a three seed but it looks like they're waving the flag and they're good with the three seed so and I mean, and Cleveland needs to win that game to get in. Um, other games of importance. I mean, obviously the Giants game, they're going to against the Cowboys. Those teams are going to be going all out because if the winner of that game gets in as long as the, the Washington football team loses on Sunday night. So they won't know until the evening. So they're going to be going all out. There's uh, other teams that are completely, you know, waving the, 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 the white flag, which is the, the Chiefs who've, you know, have already announced that they're benching players because um, they have absolutely nothing to play for. And then there's like sticky situations with the, the Bills who like technically have something tiny to play for, but like, and we don't know uh, if they're going to be resting guys or not. We're just making our best guess here. So um, yeah, a lot of variance, but let's, let's one more, start one off. One more thing. One more thing to throw out there too is uh, uh, weather is going to be a, a deal this weekend. Uh, so checking on Kevin Roth's uh, weather report, there's uh, multiple games. Well, and we'll, those games, the games to look out for, I mean, they all start, he's listed them all as yellow. So it doesn't seem major, major, but would be in Buffalo, Miami at Buffalo, Dallas at New York is potential. Um, there's some chance for some rain or showers in, uh, in Cleveland and uh, Washington. No, that's not on the slate. So it doesn't matter. It all looks kind of, kind of mild though. 
So yeah, it's not, 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 check not any of that, those big spots that we had this earlier this year. Um, all right. So uh, quarterback position uh, right at the top. Uh, the most expensive is Tambo's boy, Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, he has something to play for. So yeah. speaking of motivation, the, the Ravens, um, if the Ravens beat the Bengals, they're in the playoffs as a wild card. So they need this game. They're also get a great matchup. So also um, Lamar needs just 98 rushing yards to reach 1000 yards. So that's a milestone for him. So it's kind of, he makes me feel the the safest out of all the quarterbacks, just because of his legs and the fact that he needs 98 rushing yards to reach 1000 and the fact that they need this game and the fact that they're playing the Bengals, right? Like that's everything aligns. Um, Next is there's Deshaun Watson. Now they have nothing to play for, but they haven't had anything to play for, but they're playing Tennessee who has everything to play for. So um, the, the Titans, need this game to get they they basically control their own destiny with a win but they can still get in even if they lose but there's a decent chance that they they could miss out if they lose so they they need this win um they're going to be feeding uh derrick henry against uh this uh texans team that can't stop can't tackle right like if henry doesn't go off this week that'll be absolutely crazy but anyways deshaun in comeback mode uh we know how bad this uh Titans defenses against the pass. They're just horrendous. So this is a game that could certainly pop off if uh, Deshaun and those guys are going and David Johnson, all of a sudden is back, right? He's back in our lives the last couple of weeks um, had a big game last week. Uh, then there's Aaron Rodgers going for milestones. So um, currently has the third highest single season uh, QBR of all time can tie Tom Brady for the most games, with at least three passing TDs and is six touchdowns short of uh, 50 on the year and he's going for MVP is the leading MVP candidate. And he's spoken quite uh, freely to the media about how he wants to get MVP this year. So look at these milestones a, out of Kirkwood. I'm liking this. Yeah. So that, I mean, that, yeah, that's a real milestone, right? But also mm-hmm. this game is interesting because he's playing the, the bears who need, if uh, they need this, they can get in the playoffs with a win here, if they can upset the, the, the Packers. So um, and we know who I who I really want to take is my boy, Mr. Electric, right? David Montgomery. Um, oh, God. <laughs> electric. Oh, God. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> they, need Ryan, that. they need that game. Yeah, they do. Um, they're like four and a half point dogs at this point, home dogs. Um, then there's Ryan Tannehill uh, in that game that's so meaningful against Houston. Houston it can't, can't defend anything. They're secondary Swiss cheese. Uh, they can't defend the run either, but uh, just the uh, worst, de- the worst defense ever. I played AJ Green last week. I played some T Higgins. I, like I said, I would have taken Brett uh, against them uh, last week uh, if he was out there and in pads and a uniform. Um, Kirk what if Cousins J-Mac was the decision as well, though. Oh, J Mac's got the height. J Mac, J Mac. I would take. What J-Mac. is J Mac's height? I don't What's know, but he's, 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 he's youth. He's got that youth right in him. So, oh my God. Yeah, I'll, I'll still run. I'll still run. J Mac would have been a great play last B- Bigger question is, can he fit in the cleats though? Cause we know he yeah, can't. Right? Yeah, that's the big question. That's the big so, question. All right. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson, uh, potentially uh, like Kirk Cousins has nothing to play for. But Dalvin Cooks is Dalvin Cook is out. What, what are they going to, how are they going to treat Cousins? Are they going to pass a lot? Or is this a game they're just going to, they don't care about? Um, I mean, I don't know. So uh, he's in play. Justin Herbert uh, has uh, some milestones to go. He's trying to set the the rookie 
record, right, for uh, for passing yardage. So I think he needs like 340 or something, something like that. Uh, I'll have to look that up. But he's there as a milestone guy. But there's a lot of options. So those are the those are that's those are the guys that stand out to me at first. Um, and then I got some sneaky plays that we can talk about in a minute. But uh, how's it shaking out for you guys? No, Kirkwood, I'm impressed, man. All those uh, milestones, uh, achievements, awards, or whatever, I think is um, what I look for after I do my macro research, uh, especially for week 17. Um, just follow Adam Schefter's tweets. Schefter is really good with uh, doing like contract motivational stuff this week. So um, that's really key. So what I'm looking at, um, you brought up the Lamar Jackson needing 98 yards for 100. Uh, Justin Jefferson's on the threshold of breaking the all-time record for most receiving yards by a rookie wide receiver. He needs 90 yards. Um, there's no doubt he knows uh, in the organization knows about that too. So I expect him to break that record. Um, yeah, so I'm right along with you uh, with the Rodgers thing. Um, I didn't know that he had the third highest season long QBR, but I know he's six to- uh, touchdowns shy of 50 and six touchdowns is a lot, but I, th- I think the old man can get there. So um, just know that he's going to uh, another week and Brett's touting another six, 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 touchdowns, baby. six touchdown game from a quarterback. <laughs> But hey, it's it's in the play of uh, because every single touchdown is going to come via his arm. So that's the best part about rostering Rodgers is you know he's going to be chucking touchdowns. So um, yeah, and then and then there's uh, there's some other like uh, contract incentives. Again, uh, follow Schefter's tweets. So uh, Tambo, yeah, uh, should we just start breaking down QBs or what? We may as well. We already went through so many QBs. Yeah. We may as well just stay here. I'm you know with a few of the plays that you guys like. What, you know, the motivation stuff like Lamar needs it 98 yards. They need to win the damn game. It's my, I know it's my team and it's my, you know, my one I'm get behind and get passionate about, but if he gets 96 and they win, he's going to be happy. I know he wants to get it. And everyone said he couldn't hit a thousand again, but I'm pl- I'm not playing Lamar Jackson because of a milestone this week. I'm playing him because Baltimore needs to smash here. You don't need to stack them up. You can play them naked. It's fine. It's Cincinnati. We're talking about if we lose this game, I'm done. But uh, this is a Lamar spot. I'm in on Lamar. I've been pretty good with him all season. It's it's obvious spot for him, but it's not just because of the milestone. I like it more than that. So he's a guy that I'm on. Uh, I like Kirk Cousins. I still like him. I don't care if they have something to play for. I think the idea here is that everyone knows Detroit gets smashed on the ground. And so the thoughts of Madison, which is going to be in, we'll get to that in a second when we get to running back, is there. But I do think that they still have a lot. Like you talked about, the Jefferson one gets me a little more excited. You want to get your rookie receiver the number one spot. You want to get them that record. You want to have that under your belt. So I look for more like that where they're going to force it. Baltimore mm-hmm. needs to win the game. It's a little bit different in my opinion, but again, it still makes it a great play. So it all works out in the end. Uh, I like this uh, Vegas and, and Raiders, sorry, the Raiders and um, Broncos game, both Derek Carr and Drew Locke. I think that the thing that they do is they just give you very stackable situations where you can then start fitting all these studs. You know, you talked about, Derek Henry, who we'll get to in a minute, and like he's going to try and get to 2,000 yards himself. So we never know what's going to happen there. It's not uh, D. Hember anymore, but it's a spot that he could go off. So you need some money saving. You need some money you can save. I know that there's a lot of value out there, but you you got to pick and choose your spots and try and focus on getting the plays that you actually think are going to go off and, and get these big names in to your lineup. So I like that. Um, what do you got, Kirkwood, for the sneaky ones? I know I just saw as we're recording this that Stafford will give it a go. So at 5,600, that might be sneaky if no one's on him. Oh, Trubisky, forget your electric running back. I, I like the quarterback there. That's the other one I got to mention 
before we pass it on. I like Trubisky. That's another guy I'm going to here. Um, let me touch on Kirk Cousins quickly. So it's not only Justin Jefferson needs 90 yards to set the record, right, um, for the, the most receiving yards by a rookie wideout. Uh, it's also Thielen has some some motivation, too, in there. So Thielen is three receiving touchdowns away from Randy Moss's single season record uh, with the Vikings. So and on top of that, you know, Dalvin Cook is out. So like is and on top of that, this matchup is just insanely good against uh, the Detroit Lions, who are – and it's in the dome. Um, the Lions can't stop any – you know, couldn't stop Brett. Um, for sure couldn't stop Tambo running the option. They, he couldn't, couldn't stop anybody here. Um, so it's like how much do we really think they're going to run? Or do, I mean, are we buying in that they're just going to pass full throttle, um, go and try to get these guys – you know, their, their records. Cause like that, I mean, that would be a nice double stack. Cousins, it's an easy Jefferson, double stack. That's a, yeah. yeah. I, I've talked about this in the past, but like the target with, tree uh, situation, it's like over 50% of what they do with the passing game or sometimes even higher is between Thielen and Jefferson. And they're both are there. And you got even Irv Smith is cheap. Like I like, I yeah. love an onslaught here, Madison, just jam them all. I don't care if it doesn't work out. It's Week you don't 17. have to worry about weather in Detroit, which is nice. Run it back with Swift, Hawkinson, or Marvin Jones. Yeah, or just don't even run it back. Or Mohan, you want to get so crazy bad. for the last week, you play a Muhammad Sanu. When do the Vikings wave the white flag? They have nothing to play for, right? I mean, they played that whole game, uh, all starters. Or do they I, wait I until they I get don't the know. I, I, think, I think they do, but I think like the thing about it is it's almost like one of those situations where if you get three quarters out of it, it's probably a beatdown, and they, these guys all have points. It's again, that's the other thing too. You got to remember most of these lineups this week, as you see it every year in week seventeen, have at least one landmine in there. So yeah. yes, you might only see seventeen for Jefferson. It's not what you wanted or expected, and you might have twenty-four from Thielen and you know twenty-eight or thirty from Kirk Cousins. And there might be better stacks out there. There likely will be, but then do they have all the other right pieces versus this one? Just as easy to sort of lock in some points that you expect to get. And then move on again. A portion. Could they shut lives. down? Could they shut down Cousins though at half? You know, that's the only concern. I don't, so, so here I don't think so. Like, so Dalvin Cooks, you know, unavailable, right? Like, uh, Kyle Rudolph's already out. You'd think they they would already they would just announce that if they wanted to to cut him out, right? Like, they're they're it, Thielen and Jefferson have records to play for, so they're going to want to be going. Alexander Madison is coming in off of a concussion. Can you right? explain so, Thielen's? Uh, what is Thielen's record again? Uh, he can break uh, Randy Moss's single season Viking tracker with three, three receiving touchdowns. Oh, wow. Okay. And he can get two by halftime himself. You think it's not going down in the third when that's on the line? You know what I mean? Like that's very possible. That actually is nice as sort of a little leverage spot or a pivot. If you don't, if you want to exclude Jefferson from a lineup, because Jefferson's getting all the talk with the rookie receiving record. And and people that don't know, and people that don't know, uh, Thielen went to a D3 college in Minnesota, was undrafted. He's a, uh, he's a Minnesota homegrown boy. They want, I mean, and he, he does so many different community things around here. They want that for him, for sure. So um, just know a little bit about these people as human beings, too. Like, I mean, he's a great dude. So, of course, they're going to go to battle and try to get that record for him. And then Jefferson, right? I mean, like an organization – uh, that can have the rookie receiving record. I mean, that's that looks awesome on Minnesota too. So yeah, when when both motivations align, like I yeah. I totally believe in that double stack right there. Um, 
I guess my sneaky play that in its own, I mean, so basically I've been looking at different builds, right? And that was before Ty Montgomery entered my life here, but um, trying to go as cheap as possible at quarterback. And so I'm, I'm looking in that cheap range and like a guy, so I watched, did you guys watch uh, Denver play last week against the Chargers? Um, the Chargers. Yeah. I mean, Locke is bad, right? He's not a great quarterback. But he's also going to sling it. And he, Judy dropped like pass after pass after pass after pass. But like, it had to be five or six drops. But he was open every freaking time. Mm -hmm. And, and they were just, they didn't stop. They were going like, you would think like after the second drop, I'm like, okay, he's never going to go to Judy again. And like the next play, boom, right back to Judy. You know, you know who he reminds me of is Amari Cooper, you know? classic guy that could always get open beats his guy but amari had the case of drops his first how many years in the league too so i mean the price is right on like drew Locke and like a jerry judy stack this week so that that's kind of my cheap guy at this point i was i was eyeing i have nothing i have got nothing you got anything on uh on the the rams guy oh and either uh, wolford yeah, yeah, he played in the what was the uh, league AA, the AAF. AAF. Yeah, the AF. So he was a stud in the AF, obviously. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like to me, it's probably not like the biggest downgrade. Uh, let's see. It looks like they're three point dogs, and they were two point favorites as an open, something like that. So I mean, it did move quite a bit. I don't know, 4,900. I'd probably just gamble on Mason Rudolph at 4,300 because Pittsburgh's wide receivers are just so much better. Um, But, I mean, we know what we're getting out of Mason Rudolph. It's not fun, but at 4,300, he doesn't need to do a whole lot. And the best part is with that wide receiver core, um, one of the most elite wide receiver cores in the league. I know we like to make fun of uh, the drops and uh, all the miscues and everything. But a lot of that is Roethlisberger's issue of not being able to create a play. You know, he's just, he's a statue in the pocket. At least Mason Rudolph can move around and make plays happen a little bit. Um, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to go to 4,300 Mason Rudolph all day if I'm punting at uh, quarterback. Yeah. I'm going to play a little Rudolph for the reason you said, and for me, it's just going to be, and we're mixing in stacks here now, but it's uh, Juju and Deontay. Just the target guys. I know Claypool's the touchdown dude and it can happen. And I love Mapletron being the Canadian side of it. But I think with it, when Rudolph's in there, it's going to be short and sweet and very simple and just get it to the guys that move the chains, try and make this happen and, and move it along the best we can. I don't hate the Wolford thing, but, you know, I did read an article said that, you know, the teammates, they love him. He shows up early. He stays late. He puts in extra reps. He works with anybody who will work with him. Like, of course he will. But, you know, you should be doing that. But at the same time, not everyone has to do that or does that. That's just part of it. So I, I do think at 4,900 and we know the situation, you know, like with uh, Robert Woods being the easy pairing, you could just go one and one and we haven't got to running back where I know Malcolm Brown is going to come up, but this to me would just be a way to, again, save a bunch of money in your lineup, do a small stack Wolford to him and just see if they can stack up for you and let you jam everything else in there. So I, I'm way more on drew lock with you Kirkwood, but, you know, as far as guys down here, but I like the call with their Brett. I don't mind Wolford the one way. I'm giving you the exact way I'm using them. Uh, and then the only other guy you mentioned earlier that I was going to say was uh, Watson that I forgot to go in on. He's a little bit less than Lamar. 
And one thing I do like about that is, you know, if you already like Henry, which we're going to go there next, is that Watson's like a comeback quarterback, right? We, you know, there's all the, how many times you see the Twitter tilt happens where everyone just can't stand Watson. He, you know, he's chalk. He goes out, he does absolutely nothing for two quarters, three quarters, and then somehow racks up 23, 25 DK points. We'd love for the day when he just puts up 40 or 50, like it seems like he can, but it really does set up well putting him with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry does his job, smashes. We need this guy to come back. That's what he does, Watson. So I'm going to be setting up some of those builds as well in my mix. Yeah, one other guy that I'll throw out there too, uh, cheaper, uh, looked really good of late, is Andy Dalton. Um, you know, he had, uh, what was it, three, 377 last week. Um, but I think what's nice about this is offense is actually clicking uh, they have everything to play for. Whoever wins that Dallas Giants game uh, would be in the current lead of the uh, NFC East. And then, all, like, obviously, if Washington loses, then yeah. the winner of that game goes uh, is the four seed, right? So they have every motivation to win that game. Uh, and the cool part is uh, Andy Dalton decided to run five times last week. Uh, I mean, only 15 yards, but uh, – he knows what's on the line and this is his second shot of like trying to lead a team to the playoffs. Right. I mean, we kind of saw <laughs> that he didn't do so hot in Cincinnati, but you know, you know, uh, like Dallas wants this game hard. So uh, they're one point favorites uh, at the giants. The giants offense looks so miserable, uh, brutal. Uh, I, I like this spot for Dalton for sure. So um, at 5,600, give me Andy Dalton over Trubisky because uh, the Packers defense is so legit that I think I'm a little bit off the train of Trubisky, even though I still do like uh, Trubisky. Is A-Rob back? I think he is, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously, I'm going to have love uh, anytime Allen Robinson's on the field. Uh, I'll have rub for uh, love for Trubisky and Trubisky is a running quarterback. So um, he can obviously get it done with his legs. So, uh, I mean, I'm just kind of comparing, I guess, Dalton and Trubisky. I still uh, would have Trubisky in my player pool. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I don't mind it. So the thing about with Andy Dalton is just the fact that he's got like three in it really solid receiving options in the passing game, as, as you mentioned. And, um, you know, he looked great against the the Eagles. Now um, their defense, the other, other positive of this is that their defense is completely banged up too. So they're going to be without uh, Leighton Vander Esch, who's a key, you know, linebacker for them. He's kind of, you know, calls all, he's their kind of their, their defensive captain. They're also, they're missing a safety this week, another one went down there. They've just been having, you know, makeshift lineup all year, this, this team. So I would expect, you know, the problem is, is putting much faith in this giants offense. So, and, you know, and you know that they love to just grind that run. And I could definitely see Dallas also grinding the run back. So having a play volume concerns in this game. So I think it could break either way. I think there's a lot of positives that could make the passing game go off but you would hope that the giants need to need to put up a bunch of points too which they can with the the banged up defense so i'm there long story short um anyways let's uh like that's it right for quarterbacks um i i I still want to hit on baker mayfield i mean yeah uh, he he was interesting you know at 5500 so a hundred dollars less than those two guys that we just talked about um has still Landry and Richard Higgins at 4,500. He's still, he's still phenomenal. 
just look at uh, Higgins uh, December of two years ago, um, the pre-OBJ years. Uh, he just crushed it. He might have had something like 400 yards and like five touchdowns in that December. Uh, this is just another great spot. Pittsburgh, again, looks like they're waving the white flag. Uh, so I don't expect a lot of their defensive studs to play in this game. Uh, Roethlisberger already been ruled out. So uh, even though I do like Mason Rudolph um, and I, I feel like their wide receivers are going to play for at least a half, maybe a full game. It's, it, it's mainly a price point play. I think this is a sneaky, sneaky, like uh, game stack here. No, normally I try and stay away from interdivisional games, but I mean, it's, it's mainly the price that's making me interested in these guys. Um, and Baker at 5,500. Now Roth does say there's weather uh, to kind of be worried about in Cleveland. So just kind of keep an eye on that, but Higgins going to be one of my favorite plays uh, on the slate. I like Higgins as the run back for just for the record, but anybody like, Baker that can throw 57 times against the New York Jets and put up 10 DK points. I'm really not too interested there. I would go with your Mason Rudolph play for all the savings. And then I like the Higgins run back, just pick it up in, in chunks with him versus having to have Baker to be your guy that goes off for you. I think that, you know, you could have Rudolph put up just as many and then use Juju and Deontay and you get yourself a nice little stack there. Um, so I didn't give enough to Justin Herbert. I don't think. Um, no, you didn't. Enough love. So he needs, I think it's like 340 passing yards to set the rookie season record. Um, and yeah, 340 passing yards. So definitely could see him doing that against the uh, the B team of the Chiefs in this one. So, and you get, you know, Keenan's going to be out again. So you get Mike Williams again. You get the, you if you want to play the, the cheap, which everyone called free square, Parham last week, a tight end, 2,900. Um, definitely not a free square, but uh, certainly in play at that price. And uh, I mean, there's a bunch of cheap receiver options that you can can play any of them, but I think Herbert is definitely going to get that 340 passing yards. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know how much we talked about the seven K guys, but like the, the Tannehills, the Brady's, uh, obviously we love Rogers. I assume everybody likes Rogers uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, what's your play with the 7k up? Like who's, I guess, uh, who's your number one guy for me, it'd be Rogers one, but then Brady probably two. Um, they like Tampa Bay has everything to play for here. Um, I know Mike Evans is right on the 1k threshold. Um, you know, in Atlanta, again, this, this game is going to be in Tampa Bay. So we expect good weather. Atlanta hasn't had anything to play for, but, uh, Atlanta's like, that perfect team to play because their pass run ratio is such a high percentage of pass um, that I really like, uh, you know, just a play increase for Tampa Bay here. So uh, Tom Brady, I know it sucks to pay 7,200 for a non-running quarterback, but a quarterback that I feel like I can pencil in for 300 yards plus uh, here. So um, I don't know. I, I mean, I still want like way more shares of Rogers than Brady, but I think Brady's 100% in play. Uh, how do you, how do you guys rank that uh, Tambo the 7K guys? Rogers, Lamar. Well, I'm, I don't really rank them, but the three I'm using are Lamar, Watson, and Rogers. That's the three that I'm using. Me, I'm um, adding Herbert to that list. Yep, I agree. Herbert's in there for me. I, I would probably play Herbert over Brady. I don't. I feel Brady's like a little chasey. I get it. You're right. It's definitely a possibility. We just saw what he can do in a half, and then get shut down, and still have everything out there. It's just 
there's other plays. And if you go down, like I said, I still like other guys below too. So you can't play them all. I would just side with Herbert if I was going right at that number or even Tannehill. But yeah, the ones I love are Rogers, Lamar and Watson. Is Keenan Allen out this week already been ruled yeah. out? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So that kind of hurts, obviously. Uh, Herbert. But... I, th- I think it helps. It helps just the pricing of the, you get in the, the stack options becomes cheaper. cheaper. Yeah, I was just gonna yeah, say, I getting... like that. You can get like Williams and Parham if you want to get the flop leg. You can get sure. guys like Jalen Guyton. There, there's other, you know, Ty, Tyron Johnson. There's other guys you can use there that make again that stack cheap with the price of Herbert. Which, again, I like his. I like his chances. I think it's you know he's he's the rookie of the year, so we're gonna see it. But we got those right. We got those auto rookies. Is what we got. You know, those, those yeah. rookies. Card values um, are going up on Herbert with this being announced for sure. Oh, did you see? Did you see Kirkwood? Uh, uh, who did you flame the other day about their rookie card? Um, oh, I was a joke. I said sell those rookies, uh, Luca rookies, while you can. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love it. So. Basically, if the if the Bucks beat the Falcons, they're the number five seed. But they're it's the difference between number five and number six seed. So basically, they are the the reason to to win this game would be they get to play the Washington Football Team, Cowboys, or Giants as opposed to the Saints Huge or difference. Seattle. I guess it's a big difference, but I also Huge wonder: do difference. they really do they really think about that stuff that no. much? No. Oh yeah, one hundred percent they do. I feel like they think. I feel like Tom they Brady. Think they listen, bottom line: gonna, Tom Brady. They're going to beat. This is they feel like they're going to beat whoever you put in front of them. He's right? just like got Tom Brady's been made fun of all season. He's been shown his critics. He's not writing down on the black, on the whiteboard. I need to win this week so I can play the NFC East. That's an added bonus for sure, but he's going to be a touchdown. Ass. They're going to be a touchdown favorite versus whoever wins the NFC East. And they're going to be yeah. a dog versus Seattle. They're going to be a dog versus Seattle. He cares. I'm saying that's not why he's going out to play good. He's going to play good because it's Tom Brady. He wants to prove himself either way. It's not because if he wins, he gets this. That's the added bonus. Okay, so like maybe maybe like, maybe he doesn't, but the coaches for sure do. The the GM everyone for does. Sure of wants course, they do. Any any Bucks fan, any Bucks player, it, it matters. But I'm saying you're making too much of. That's why he's the guy here, and that's why they're going to go and do it. Lamar Jackson's going to win the game this week because he needs to win the game. If he gets 98 yards yeah. in the process, so be it. Justin Herbert's going to win because he wants to win and continue to prove why he's the rookie of the year. Not just because he gets the, does he want the 340 yards? Absolutely. Yes. Is it going to be the reason he has a good game this week? No, he's going to go out because yeah, he's, no, he's, you know what? Same Justin Brady. Herbert, he's, that's all they have. Like, right. Like they don't, but we're also looking for a little them. extra motivation, a little extra juice, right? That's why we're putting out these milestones. That's why we're talking yeah. about the macro. It's already stuff. there though. It's already there. But yeah, I feel like, like Brady and the coaching staff, I don't think that they, I'm, I just wonder how much they really care whether it's, but if we know like, Hey, an extra 50 yards unlocks a million dollar bonus. Yeah. Then we care. All right. So we're going to get into that. So we're going to get into that right now. Uh, So let's talk about Russ. Um, Seahawks uh, can finish anywhere between number one and number three seed. I mean, the number one is certainly desirable, um, but the number two and three doesn't really matter. Right. It's basically the same thing. So, in order for them to get the number one seed, they have to win and have both the Packers and Saints lose, which is very possible, right? Because the Packers are playing the Bears who are in a must-win situation. And I think the Bears are going to put up a fight in this one. And mm-hmm. then uh, the Saints now don't have a running back, right? Like they don't – their their team is just – I mean, I don't know is how that, much they're going to – Is that spread what? still on the board? Uh, with them? It, yeah, it was. It dropped down to like uh, four and a half or something. 
Wow, it actually they opened five and a half, five and a half, four, yeah, and up to five. Yeah, but it was up at like six and a half, seven and a half, like seven before. The over under has just really gone down from opened at fifty one and it's at forty six and a half. So it's just everybody. So anyway, so I'm wondering how much how much rust will be used in this game. But I also do know, speaking of incentives, that Tyler Lockett um, can get like an extra two hundred k if he collects forty six receiving yards. Um, another hundred K if he, if he scores two receiving touchdowns now, 200 K and hundred K to these guys is nothing, right? Like they, it's like a fine almost. So I don't know how much that plays into it. It's not like we're talking like a million dollar bonus or whatnot. Um, you guys do you have think any agent, on that? Yeah. Do you think they're, they have talks with their agent like during the week and their agents like, Hey buddy, um, just don't want to let you know that these are, these are your incentives, you know, uh, your statistical incentives. Do you think that conversation happens with their players? I don't, sure I, I mean, sure. Maybe like in Tyler Lockett probably knows, but you do does Tyler Lockett telling like Pete Carroll and telling Russell Wilson, are they talking yeah. about it? No, for no. sure. No. Well, there's two, two factors to it too, just to add on to this is that one, sometimes it, it's more pressure on the person. Like it's only 38 yards, but now maybe he makes that drop on that 40 yard catch and then that's in his head and it's terrible. So while you played him for incentive, it fucks him over. And then at the other side of it is, I've seen, we've seen this plenty. We've been around enough times to see this where they pull a guy. Ingram needs one touchdown at the goal, you know, to make this bonus. And all of a sudden they're pulling him out and in comes Gus Edwards. And everyone's like, well, that's gotta be a GM move. That's gotta be a GM. For sure it is. They're not wanting to pay them. So you don't know. And that's what I'm saying. It's tough to, I love the idea of it. I agree with you wholeheartedly that we want some extra incentive here and there. But like Tyler Locke just wants to have a good game. He's had a shitty season. It hasn't looked, he started strong. He has a couple boom games for sure. He's but been he's been off and on. Exactly. He does. He, he doesn't. 200K is not going to make or break his lifestyle right now. Does he want it? Of course. Everybody wants 200 grand. If you're going to throw it down their lap, it's a new car. It's a new whatever. Maybe buy something for his mom. Who knows? My point is he wants to have a good game no matter what. Right. Yeah. He just so one thing, one thing I would throw out there too, is I, I, I mean, I, I'm looking for almost ceiling incentives. Right. So that's why I did throw out the Rogers six touchdowns for 50. That's a ceiling. Um, I'm not looking for a 46 uh, receiving yards for 1,000. I, I and I do less. like that better. Like use Thielen. Yeah, like but, your, but the, the, I the do second like part better. of that, the second part of that was two receiving touchdowns for another 100k. Not, okay. not but like 100k a is nothing to these guys. It is. Yeah. Nothing. Right. It's not enough. I mean, it's Lamar nothing Jackson. to J-Mac. It's nothing to J-Mac, You know, <laughs> let alone Tyler Lockett. You know what I mean? <laughs> Pick that up in a third place best ball right quick. You don't need that yeah. two touchdowns. You don't even got to score two touchdowns for that. You didn't even have to leave the, the, the basement. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Lamar Jackson needed 98 yards. That's a ceiling, right? That's a ceiling. Well, he's a, he's a billionaire. Kirkwood would be the penthouse, not the basement. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he got he's sent down there. A billion. Come on guys. Um. All right. Uh, let's, incentives running back. Uh, the, the Derek Henry, do you, so 220 yards, is it? 223 yards? What is it? Something For like 2K? That. Yeah, for 2K. Does that matter to him? Oh, yeah. Daddy wants that. Daddy wants that <laughs> for sure, dude. I, I would say, you know, this is where the one point I did just give to Brett back there because I've been hating on it the whole show, but is that where he just mentioned a key point. These incentives for the unlocked ceilings. Tyler Lockett making 100 grand? No. Thielen getting three touchdowns pride, but to get Randy Moss's record, that matters. And if they get him one or two early, you know, mm-hmm. damn well, they're going after the third one. So you are chasing a ceiling with that incentive. 
the thing about Henry, we got CJ 2K, another tight, you know, you got the situation where he's going to want this and he already has a, a slam dunk matchup. But again, are we really playing him for the 2K or is that just the narrative piece that everybody doing content has to put in there because he's in the best smash spot. They want to get this, you know, he's going to get a good game regardless. It's a must win against a team that can't tackle. Right. To so why it's would impossible it, uh, to tackle and it's in a dome. Like, you know what yes. I mean? Where, where he's he can playing. get going, he can get going downhill and then he's, he's out. You know? What was the total yards for CJ to 2K? Let's, let's figure that one out too. Because uh, maybe, maybe they go for that one. If he's in, in, in the point is the ceilings there though, like you said, right. That's mm-hmm. really what it comes down to. I think it, the, the 2K is just, I don't think that really matters to him, but. Maybe. Uh, anyway, I just 2006. think it's the 2006. 2006. Yep. In 2009. It's, it's the must win, and it's the fact that they're playing Houston. Play, yeah, he's fine. Play him. Um, now, the other guy, uh, another must win situation is the Colts again in the playoffs playing a horrendous defense team, defensive team in Jacksonville uh, is Jonathan Taylor. So Jonathan Taylor has, you know, saw 18 rushing attempts last week only had one target but uh he has taken over this backfield you know 16 uh rushes the week before 20 before that um the guy has looked explosive coming down i wouldn't call him electric quite yet but he's looked explosive um so we'll give him that much but uh he's gonna be extreme chalk so we got to talk about him there's malcolm brown situation as the although they're still flirting with the idea that cam is not cam Akers hasn't been ruled out yet but I think there's no way he's playing personally. I, I just don't see it. I think they're just coach speak trying to throw off the, uh, the opponent, but uh, who knows, but if Malcolm Brown, if it's his backfield, complete backfield at 4,300 uh, in a matchup against uh, in a must win game in a matchup against Arizona, where they don't have golf um, you can expect a, a high workload, at least how, how efficient will he be? Who knows? But uh probably not the most efficient. He's not the most efficient back, but I think he's capable and certainly can get in the, the end zone. Right. Um, Melvin Gordon is uh, playing the, the, you know, that's another thing he, so he's taken over the backfield too, because Phil Lindsay's out. They did use uh, some Royce Freeman last week. And then they, they used uh, Bellamy or somebody, what was that guy's name? They like interjected this new guy into um, which made me angry, but yeah, uh, for uh, Denver, but he did have 16 rushing attempts. You know, he just got, he had no targets, which just blew my mind um, anyways, but uh, should project for a big workload again against this, just the defense that's just been awful dead last in DVOA versus the run all season um, also has nothing to play for is uh, the, the Las Vegas Raiders. So he's in play. Um, some other guys, I don't know. I mean, Nick Chubb in a must-win game, that kind of sounds interesting to me. DeAndre Swift, I think they're going to be trailing in this one. Uh, you know, I think Detroit's going to be trailing in everyone. Um, but, you know, certainly he's a guy that makes sense in a bring back um, in, a, in a game where they're trailing. Josh Jacobs is no one's going to play, I don't think. Um, you know, and that there's some – We I guess we'd have to make some guesses on how much will he be utilizing this final game. Do they – rest him up as a key piece going forward or do they uh still roll him out for for big usage i don't know what are your guys thoughts to me i think i think the running backs are very easy uh today i have i have eight queued up and i probably will stay within this eight obviously um news still matters and it looks like uh jamino kind of updated a little bit of percent ownership after the tie news 
So um, obviously Ty Montgomery at 4K, um, Mike Boone at 4K, Rodney Smith at 4K, uh, Ty Johnson at 4.3. Now, between those four, you're going to have to do a little bit of research. Um, and a lot of it's going to be uh, ownership, right? If, if Ty Montgomery is, we got him at 34.5%, I'm out. No way. Uh, I'll, I'll gladly take Mike Boone uh, for, you know, for lower ownership. I'll gladly take Rodney Smith uh, for lower ownership or Ty Johnson for lower ownership. Um, just look at Mike Boone. I think it was week 17 last year. Let's see. It was week uh, 1229. So maybe that was week 16. He had 17 for 148 and a touch with two catches and 12 yards. Um, this is Perfect spot. Uh, if you want to do that crazy Minnesota Detroit stack, um, you can bring it back with DeAndre Swift. Uh, but the expensive guys, yes, Henry, uh, Jonathan Taylor could be the highest scoring running back this week. And then DeAndre Swift. Uh, I think those three stand out on an island. Oh, and I didn't include Malcolm Brown at 4,300. So yeah, I was going to say, Mel you left out the, the highest owned guy down there before the Montgomery news. Thing. Yep. So Malcolm Brown and Ty Johnson are both at 4,300. And then you got the 4K boys at uh, Rodney Smith, Boone, and Ty. And then the expensive guys, uh, Henry, Taylor, and Swift. I don't think, I mean, you'd have to really highly, highly convince me um, outside of those, what is that? Is that eight? Yeah, out of those eight running backs. Um, I think that's where I'll be. I've got some, but Tambo, give him some. I like the Chubb one. You mentioned earlier. So Henry's the obvious one for me up at the top. I, I like Chubb. Just like you said, there's some injuries on the Pittsburgh side as well. I think he's be able to do his thing, get downhill with it. I, I'm good with him there. And like I said, it works in those stacks. If you're not using Higgins on the other side of it, if you want to run those Mason Rudolph stacks or just use them as, as himself, you can use them also with the Pittsburgh or sorry, with the Browns defense, right? Combine those. If you want to have a secondary stack there and just go against Rudolph uh, don't forget, this is the rematch where uh, Miles Garrett smacked him in the head and got suspended and everything like that. They're going back at it again here. So, oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> you want to talk about incentive? You want to talk? Yeah. Give, give your man Mason Rudolph some incentive. He's got to. He's still gonna have a and, dent in his head from that. Yeah, like, regardless of what he does, he's got to get him back. So we'll see what he's doing. But there's that. I think Eckler could be interesting in your Herbert play there. He definitely fits that mold going against, like you said, a Kansas City team. That way, wave the flag there. Jonathan Taylor, who you mentioned, you know, as a good little mini stack, secondary stack with him and some of the guys we'll get to at wide receiver with Cole, Chenault, those guys. So I think that one is interesting. Um, who else here, man? Just try and bang out a few. Can you, can you, okay, can we just like grade the, the two 4,300 guys and then the three 4K guys? Um, I don't know. Just we, we probably need yeah. to rank those guys. Well, yeah. Like I, I still, out of that group, who do you like the best? Well, it's going to be right now, probably Montgomery because he just fits in at 4k and the news just came out. Like it's who do they have? Nobody else there. I got faith in that squad. I think that's going to be the spot I had just so you know, before I have Malcolm Brown over Ty Johnson, just because we never see anything out of the jets as far as, you know, as far as running backs go. So it's not like fading the jets running backs all season wouldn't really have hurt you. And I don't think it will here either. And it's in new England against new England. They still talk about incentive had the worst season of their life have to at least try and show something. It shouldn't be that hard against the Jets. Obviously, the Jets are going to try for three in a row now that they gave everything away with these last couple wins, but I would still say that. And then in going down, I think it's still Montgomery, and then Rodney Smith is fine on the other side of that game. I'm not with you on Boone because I don't – like. it's, again, it's like second-half play. It's like 
super, super, this is the tourney takes pod, but like, you know, you need a lot of stuff to go that way for that play to be the guy versus there's so many other options and so many other ways to build that. I don't need him in my range. I get why you're doing it. It makes sense, but it's just the guy that's at the bottom of the list for me. He was a stud in December last year though. I mean, this is similar spot. They were out of the playoffs. Sweet, sweet sample size. I know, but like, you know, one game he did it before. I don't care. There's other guys. There's other guys, right? That's what I'm saying. All right. Let me touch on Ty Johnson. So we've seen two games out of Ty Johnson where he, he went off. He went off against the Las Vegas, which was a great matchup, right? He, when he, when Gore went down and he got the workload, he got 22 carries, hundred over a hundred yards. He got a touchdown. Um, he had two targets in that game. Then we've seen a different game where he got six targets, uh, six, you know, so this guy's a, a very efficient in the passing game when he's getting targets. And uh, so the Patriots run defense is just atrocious as someone who's been watching the Pats closely. They just, it's just the biggest train wreck. So I definitely like Ty Johnson a lot this week and I'm really close between him and Malcolm Brown. Um, now I love it. Belichick. I love how like Belichick in his interviews will just say, this is the worst team I've ever had. Right. Like, and then I don't know if that's extra motivation for them to come back and, you know, play really well, or if they're just going to wave the white flag. Mm -hmm. The only motivation I see. So here's the thing with new England, I see motivation on one person and one person only, and that's Cam Newton. Now he got benched. He's got to be pissed for getting benched in that game. He, uh, but Stidham was awful. So Belichick said to the media that he would imagine that Cam starts again in week 17. Is he going to bench him again after putting Stidham in and Stidham in was so bad? Or is he going to let Cam play his last game out in New England? This is going to be Cam's last game in New England. They're not going back there. Cam Cam is going to be playing for trying to get a job on some team at some point and show that he still has anything left. So if Belichick doesn't sit him, I can see Cam doing, you know, and I can also see some of the players rallying around Cam, trying to send, you know, give him a good game, such as Demir Bird, such as uh, Jacoby Myers, who he developed a connection with. Um, I don't know. So we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. I know that's that's kind of the gross play. No one's going to play him because he got just got benched, and you can't you don't know if you're only going to get a half out of him, uh, a quarter out of him. But I'm inclined to think that he ends up playing this last game. They play competitive. It's a winnable game, and. Uh, he and he could be a sneaky millionaire maker uh, winner this this in his last game with New England. That's my take anyway. Um, but I got a couple more running back plays. Hey, the, hey, before you do that, why don't you rank the the four K guys, or at least I mean, what guys? That's how, what how I, I basically did. I said Brown and Brown, and I'm neck and neck with Brown and uh, with Ty Johnson. Okay. Um, the four K guys I you don't like? I have. I mean, I guess I like. I guess I have like Montgomery because he's the only one. So he's probably number one. But, no, Boone uh, and Roddy Smith. Oh, uh, Boone, I'm no, I'm not in on Boone whatsoever. Uh, Rodney Smith's fine, sure. Tough matchup against the, the Saints, but mm-hmm. uh, should get a good workload. So um, also like, what are they going to do? How much Curtis Sam, like how, uh, how's Carolina going to play this? Just normally, right? Like they should be like, they're not. They're they've, not been out of, they've been out of the playoffs for a while. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think, uh, Curtis Samuel could get some, some carries in this one too, a little, little bump up to the carries and, you know, plus Mm -hmm. his receiving work. So I don't know. Those are the ones, but the guys that we didn't talk about. So there's a guy, Jeff Wilson, who just put up 30 fantasy points last, last week, 180 yards against uh, Arizona. Um, and 
you know, is no one's really talking about this week against Seattle. I know Seattle's been a pretty tough team to actually run on and they've done the past, but like San Francisco's not passing. They're 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 running the ball and Jeff Wilson is the guy that they feed and I think he's explosive. So I like him. Miles Gaskin is another guy that, you know, took back over the backfield to 14 carries last week. Uh, I think we can expect even more, but was uh, really good in the passing game with five receptions for 82 yards and two touchdowns. Now um, benefits probably with uh, Fitzpatrick at the helm. Um, but, and do you, do we know what, what they're doing with this in this last game again with Tua and Fitz? Oh, Fitz is out. Uh, Fitz, Fitz got COVID. So he's he out. Yep. Uh, so he's not. So it's Tua. Yeah. They, they, uh, there's, there's interesting things too. Like if it's a must Kamara, win game. if the saints, if the saints play on a Saturday, Kamara can't play, uh, in that wildcard game, he can only play if it's a Sunday. So you would think the NFL would do uh, the saints a favor by scheduling them on Sunday. But they hate the saints. So yeah. they probably won't. And we'll probably get screwed. I, I don't yeah. know. I'd love to see Kamara play. I want to see the best teams play with their best players, but one of those random years and one of those things, right? You just never know, hoping that they do the right thing and it ends up on Sunday for that reason. But isn't that weird, though, that now today that wouldn't the rest of their core that just was found out today can't play no matter what now? Like, mm-hmm. doesn't that mean Latavius Murray and the rest of the guys? So imagine if they well, do have it on they're, Saturday, they've got just, nobody. They're, or are they they're, only... they're from contract tracing from being close. I don't. Okay. They haven't tested positive. Yep, that's okay. correct. That's correct. Got you now. That makes sense. So they... I was going to say, that would have been bad, but yeah. Mm-hmm. The whole back, but they may test positive, you know, it's, that's, it's, um, and then we haven't talked about Chris Carson at all. Um, we is, uh, what's his name still is, uh, oh my God. Hyde. Yeah. Is he out? Still questionable. Yeah. Well, if he's out and it's like, so basically it's just him and Rashad Penny left, and right. you know they're working penny back in you know with very small usage so you would think that they would just feed chris carson a ton and uh doesn't seem like he's getting much love i haven't heard him talked about at all yeah, yeah i mean i can go there. i i'll probably stick within the eight running backs that i kind of just went off of so yeah i'm sure all these other guys are going to be very low owned. and then uh and we didn't touch on Kenyon drake because uh edmonds going down is Edmonds out mm-hmm. this week uh, I think he is I think he is still uh, he's out. also questionable still so those are those are situations to monitor right because no one's talking about these guys and if Edmonds is it's a game time decision when he's out I mean giving Drake a full workload in a must-win game sounds pretty appealing to me especially if they'll utilize him in the passing game like Edmonds I don't know. All right, let's take it over to wide receiver. Yep. All right, Tambo, lead us off. We're, we're, we've got value plays galore, right? We've got like LaVishka Chenault. We've got Josh Reynolds stepping in as uh, the number, the firm number two wide receiver because Cooper Cup is out. We've got uh, like the resurgence of Jerry Judy getting targets. He's just got to catch him uh, this week. You know, there's uh, Keelan Cole. There's like a bunch of cheap wide receivers that we can play. Then we have, obviously, at the top, we have Devontae Adams, who's just ridiculous, you know, <laughs> efficiency numbers this season just gone. I mean, man, it's tough to not click his name when you're building a lineup. 
Um, Justin Jefferson, you mentioned about the, the records. We've got plenty of other record guys. We've got Thielen we can use. We've got DK Metcalf, whose price is down to 7,300. Um, so we've got uh, no shortage of top end guys. And then we've got a bunch of cheap ones. Uh, how, who's uh, standing out to you? Just to, for me, it's going with my quarterbacks, like basically tying everything into that. So as far as the value guys goes, it's all those Denver guys between, you know, who, who you got down. Judy, like you mentioned, 4,200. Deshaun Hamilton, Tim Patrick, like all these guys can get off in that game. I think that's a fine spot to go. I like the Jacksonville guys I mentioned earlier, Chenault, Keelan Cole. Those guys are good value plays. You know, there's a lot of guys you can use. And then at the top, it's, uh, you know, Adams is fine. Obviously right there at 92. I like Adams uh, as a flex play as well, just because I think, you know, a lot of people use them, but how can you be a little bit different? Maybe if you use him instead of Derek Henry, that's the way you can go about it. It's very, it's definitely possible. You can use them both, but I'm saying you could also have a spot where you're trying to get a little bit unique that way. Uh, Brett, I want to kick it over to you just for one second here because you got all the stuff right up either up top or in front of you with the motivation factors. But did you mention anything about Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs for Buffalo? I, I didn't, uh, unless Kirkwood did. I don't, I don't know any incentives there. Yeah, I did. I wasn't sure if there was or not. I couldn't remember. I, you know, like I don't think they have anything really to go after here, but uh, they're having huge years. So. Stefan Diggs is the current wide receiver yard leader. Yeah, and I think up. it's only isn't it like Hopkins is the only guy that can catch him is like seventy five yards back. So I think they are going to want to the the list of players within two hundred yards is Hopkins, Adams, Ridley, Metcalf, and Justin Jefferson. Yeah, again, don't really don't think that much. I don't, I don't they have nothing else to really play for. I think the conversation is does Allen even make it past half? That's if, that's a big question with Buffalo. So I'm not just, in on that as a stack or anything. I just was wondering because I don't think anyone is playing Stephon Diggs. I'm seeing like the lowest ownership on anyone I've ever seen in this range. And it's like the main reason is because of that. But I think there is at least, again, what's the ceiling there? Is there a buffer there on that motivation factor versus the others? I don't know. Right. Do they want to, do they care that much for that one? I don't know. I'm indifferent on that one. Adams. We still love, we mentioned it. Allen Robinson, like you said, anytime he's on the field, Jefferson Thielen can definitely get behind some Metcalf. At that price, right? If no one's going to be on him at 7,300, I, I do like that. That's really cheap for Metcalf. And then AJ Brown is just the natural leverage play to the Henry lineups. I'm sure you can play 10 L Henry and AJ Brown, but it'd be a way to separate and get a or little bit. Corey Davis. Here. Yeah, Corey Davis is a little bit, you know, a thousand bucks cheaper. I don't hate it. I, I, that'd be, again, if you're stacking up Tannehill, that's the way to go and, and just get off the, the Henry game and just let everybody else go after it. Yep. Totally agree with you guys. I mean, I think we've already talked about the Minnesota double stack, both in play. Uh, love the AJ Brown leverage idea, um, throwing Corey Davis into that leverage. Uh, Ridley has been a beast man with no Julio. Uh, I don't see why not here uh, in Tampa Bay where you probably don't have to worry about weather. Devante is Devante. Um, Mid-tier guys I'm looking at DJ Moore, Marvin Jones. Um, both in play Mike Williams going back to that well right um, the cool part about Mike Williams if you want to do the Herbert to Mike Williams stack you bring it back with McCole Harmon um, all the KC guys are sitting out so it's going to be McCole Hardman week for sure um, Richard Higgins have a lot of love for him um, in Buffalo again uh, team motivation is not going to be there for Buffalo so a guy like Gabriel Davis should be getting a lot of run uh, expect him to lead the team here in snaps and routes run. 
Uh, and that's what it was too, by the way. It was Beasley out. I couldn't remember the other thing. Is if again, does it matter? And so it's Beasley out. Uh, John Brown has been activated. So now we don't know how the the Bills. Let's let's just touch on the situation. We're all just assuming, right, that the Bills have nothing to play for, but they must win or have the Steelers lose to clinch number two seed, right? Also, Steelers are waving the white flag. So, but yeah, but like crazy stuff happens. They both play at the same time. And, uh, you know, like upsets happen all the time in the, in the last week of the NFL. And this coach has always talked about how important it is to be playing their best football going into the playoffs and whatnot. So I don't think we really know that they're just going to wave the, the white flag here and, and bench everyone. I think it's certainly in the range of outcomes, but I think it's possible that they play and like, and some of these guys have good games. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm just not so positive that they're going to actually wave the white flag because I haven't seen any. Like, it's complete speculation that they are. Yeah, I've got to think about that one some more. That's why I brought it up. I did think it was a little bit more important than maybe just writing it off completely. It is worrisome, but I guess for large field stuff, exactly. You'd want to put right, something hold on. in Here and we test go. it out. Um, just to give you an idea, uh, Mike Tomlin will sit many key starters in this season's final week. Um, Tomlin said Tuesday that he's not overly concerned about players keeping their rhythm heading into the postseason. He's going to worry more about health uh, and sit plenty of starters. Yeah, that's Tomlin. Yep, and that's the guy that you want to know. No, I mean, I'd like to know what how Buffalo, what well, they're going to react. Well, right. So if, if Pittsburgh's waving the white flag, they're... But that doesn't mean they're definitely They're 10-point dogs. I mean, okay. They I mean, it could be a, it, the thing is, it can be a halftime situation. You're you're right for sure, but I'm saying like that. I'm with I'm with Kirkwood on the other side of that. Is like before the game going in, you can't just say, "Well, Pittsburgh's doing this, therefore they're going to lose. Therefore, we're sure. not going to play our guys. We got to at least go for a half, see what happens, stay healthy, stay in rhythm, and then what if they look up at the scoreboard and it's 14-7 or even 21-7? How can you say, "Up, oh, we're good, two touchdown lead with a half to go. Let's pack it in." Like if it's 31 nothing at the half, then yeah. I could see that, but how often do we see that in the NFL? It's just not. And Dolphins, Dolphins have everything to play for. They must win to clinch the playoff berth versus Buffalo. So um, they're going yeah, hard. Yeah. Could be they're going hard for thing. sure. Yeah, yeah, they're going hard. Um, so I'm, <laughs> yeah, long story <laughs> short, I just, I, I just don't know. I, I really don't know. I mean, it's speculation. Yep. Uh, so when I, just the way I would break it down, though, is Gabriel Davis will probably lead uh, the wide receivers and snaps and routes runs. So, um, and then like now, no, going... but why, why? What about Isaiah McKenzie? Yeah. Why? Because... Why? He's a, so Davis is like a starter. He's a key starter on this team. Mm-hmm. So why is he going to be the, the, the backup? Sure. Just a younger guy. And like, again, just, um, yeah, I mean, Gabriel Davis is like the wide receiver three or four normally. Right. I mean, uh, they're obviously, uh, what, what's wrong with Cole? Is that an injury uh, related or are they just resting him? Yeah. He got hurt in the last game. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I think ahead. one of the things though, too, that is just in general thoughts that we, as we went through it here for people to think about is around the, the main narrative that I find comes out in week 17 is always like rookies roll. And there's just not enough, like, you know what I mean? It's some teams have other things in mind. We talked about guys like Thielen. That's not a rookie. That's an incentive different, you know, that you talked about earlier where there's a, a different reason altogether. And the, the assumption that just always rookies, I just did the uh, showdown show with chop and we were talking about, you know, is it going to be Rager? 
on Sunday night because he's the rookie and there's guys out and everything, but it, it, it hasn't been yet. And there's been plenty of injuries along the way. It just hasn't worked out. What if it's Ertz where they want to showcase him before the season's over? Cause he's the guy that they didn't want to pay. They've got Goddard who had a great season, et cetera, et cetera. There, there's not always this, just this. And I think to be honest, that's how the public, the general public looks at things every single time this happens in sure. week 17. And there is other guys that can get there. So I, so I think it's have- more interesting. You have you have you have Diggs, Brown, and Beasley. That's their that's their starting three wide receivers, right? Then you have Gabriel Davis. No, yes. I mean, then you have but, Gabriel Davis, McKenzie, and Andre Roberts uh, as their four, five, six. Now I, they're probably going to try to get a little bit of work for John Brown, right? Because he's he's coming back active, and they look great when John Brown's played. At least uh, there's a lot of high correlation with uh, Allen uh, and Brown on the season for sure. But go ahead, Kirkwood. I think Davis has taken John Brown's spot. I don't think they can trust John Brown at all at this point in the season, based on what they've seen, how he's been injured all season for the most part, off and on. And, well, I'm pretty sure uh, it's just a health. And situation. he's coming off the and he's coming off the COVID list. Yeah, it's just a health thing. So we don't know. Um, also, there's crazy COVID stuff going out. Like all the like a lot of the the college players at all, like 30 percent of them that have heart heart problems right now. Like there's so many um, like unknowns with COVID going on, but uh, I don't know. To me, it seems like Gabriel Davis has earned a real role within this team. And so he would make for like a rest candidate, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm just, I'm just like trying to play devil's advocate. It's all speculation. Saying, are, yeah. That's yeah, what we're saying. Like, I think the biggest thing that came out of the conversation is that Buffalo could be interesting because they can't just assume that Pittsburgh's a, 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 an L here based on who they're sitting because it just, it's, it's very, it's very obvious that's that's a very cloudy situation. There's not too many cloudy situations, I think, in week 17, but that's obviously one of them. Yes, uh, that's what I think we Rich, found out here. Rich, Richie James at 3,100, uh, I kind of like. If we're talking about pump plays, I mean, Richie James, I'm, I'm kind of done with the Jets wide receivers outside of Jameson Crowder. Um, I mean, but Brashad Perriman for 3,200, Josh Reynolds for 3,200. I mean, who's throwing them the ball? Like, that's the thing, right? So, Richie James at 3,100, probably my favorite pump play. I like uh, Hamilton at 3K for Denver, but I like that stack, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But nine, I think it was nine targets last week or something ridiculous and 77 yards, five catches. So, I, I like that one going back. to. There's a few guys down here. There's no – but there's no, like, obvious – this is your guy versus now we have that with Ty Montgomery at 4k, whether it works out or not, I'm saying that's what people will be saying and feeling. So, you know, there's, there's other guys down here. There's a lot more choice. You mentioned Richie James, Perryman, Mims, Callaway for new Orleans. You know, there's a bunch of different guys. Now Gabe Davis, who you just talked about Isaiah McKenzie's down there, you know, Guyton Johnson for LA, just a lot of guys you can go to down here. So I think it really, to me, it's always correlate and get it stacked up and then get different elsewhere. Even if you think it's going to be popular, but most of these guys just throwing them on as the third man in will already make you unique enough where you can just start pounding in the rest of the good plays that we have more of a feel about in these uh, higher price points. I think another cloudy situation. Um, so a lot of the NFC is going at the uh, 425 Eastern uh, line. So you have the Packers bears game. You also have the saints game uh, at Carolina. And to me, the saints are a very cloudy situation of how they're going to handle, um, especially all their COVID situation. Right. We, we could get a full game out of time on Montgomery, or maybe they just, you know, they roll them out there. He, uh, he's mainly like their uh, special teams, all-star Um for the saints. So that's another cool thing with Ty Mont. You might get a, a kickoff return uh, touchdown out of them too. 
uh, weirdly enough. But uh, a guy like Marquez Callaway, I think, makes a lot of sense. Emmanuel Sanders just came out and talked about how he's uh, a bring your pail, uh, bring your, what is the saying, bring your lunch bucket uh, every single day. Uh, Callaway is a, a young kid. Uh, and obviously with no Ty Mon- Montgomery in, in like the depth anymore, uh, they, they don't have, it seems like Sanier, Sanders is going to be a go. Uh, Callaway should be their wide receiver too. Um, who knows who their wide receiver three is going to be. Um, they've been so middled. Obviously, Michael Thomas is still on the IR. Um, Thomas, I think, is ready to come back wild card, uh, but don't quote me. I think this is his last week out because um, it's a three-week IR. So um, interesting spot, but, yeah, I do like Callaway uh, also. They should just make Taysom their running back. Yeah, hey, they probably I'm, will. I'm, they're they're going to do unique things with him for sure. Uh, he's like, you, know, you said there, like, get some different lineup builds that don't have the cheap running back in there for sure. Like, I just was messing around, had, like, a Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, Henry lineup, and it looks amazing. And it's got those three running backs instead of even worrying about those 4K guys. In cash, different story, right? You probably in time on hope for the best and risk it. But um, there's lots of nice lineups you can build with some of these stacks that we talked about that look great on paper and see what they do. All right, last, write down this, these, this list of names. These are guys all close to 1K receiving yards in the season. Brandon Cooks, Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, T. Higgins, Robert Woods. So if you want even more incentives, uh, if you think these guys care about Keaton that. Allen's out, right? So we don't have to worry about that. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, tight end. Hey, did you, did you say both Corey Davis and AJ Brown? Yeah. So it's like complete, wow. like everybody has stuff. Everybody Boom. has their own. There's, there's your double stack, uh, leverage play right there. Yeah. But that's back to what I was getting you on earlier, know. Brett. You're my boy. But as I said, do you, do you want them to jam Derek Henry for 220 in this rook, rookie or the record at rush? We can do both. We can do both. Or that. A- yeah, yeah. Then, then do the yeah. onslaught, build the onslaught for sure. No, like no I'm not saying, I'm not saying do the onslaught. What I'm saying is you run five lineups. Uh, one of them you have a uh, the Davis AJ Brown one, and then the other ones you have Derrick Henry. I mean, like, okay. yeah, do whatever, I'm, for, do I'm whatever. all for that. Yeah, I'm yeah, all yeah. for that. But cover both scenarios. Yeah. All right, tight end. George Kittle gonna be somewhat popular. I'm not so sure. I mean, he was looking like a beast when he played. He was on uh, less snaps than normal last week. Had a mediocre game. Almost got 100 yards though. Uh, four catches, five targets, 92 yards. Um, we just don't, Kelsey looks like Kelsey's not going to be playing. That would be great. Cause he still has like records to, you know, to, to go for, but I think, I mean, they'd already waved the white flag and they're sitting him, but Evan Ingram in a must win game is probably going to be popular at 3,700. He's been banged up with his foot, but, uh, he's should be uh, available, uh, ready to play this week. Um, had a decent game last week in a tough matchup against the Ravens. Uh, did get 10 targets, seven receptions, 65 yards, did not find the end zone. When he finds the end zone, then that's, you know, that's all he really needs to do for 3,700. Uh, Noah Fant, Darren Waller is the, the num- probably the closest thing to Travis Kelsey that we have on the slate. How, how hard does he go in this game? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I don't know. I want to pay 7,100, but I know that we can pay 7,100 with all this value that's uh, opened up across that wide receiver and running back. There's Irv Smith, which you guys have touched on. Um, I'm just going to pull up matchups here quickly. Um, and 
people that are grading out as the top matchups for for uh, tight end are Rob Gronkowski, Darren Waller. The Saints have a good matchup. Uh, Hawkinson, Irv Smith, and uh, Janu. Just give us another uh, Titan uh, to, to cloudy, cloudy yeah. the, uh, water. <laughs> what record yeah. does he need that we need to get? Out yeah. Yeah. <laughs> does he got anything too? <laughs> Mine as well. Make something up. Yeah, playing more than three games in a row. For one, Tennessee so. all has all the narratives, though. That's the worst. Yeah. Uh, anything, whatever. Just play whoever. Hooper could be interesting that no one talks about, right? There's, uh, I don't know. Just play whoever fits your stack. Is that what we do? I mean, tight end. Tight end's been obviously the worst position all year, right? I mean, you just play Kelsey, or you're you're gambling. You're throwing darts, right? So. I think what you do is you go to Jamino's ownership on Sunday. Uh, you see who's high owned and you don't roster that guy. And then you roster other people, right? So stay away from the chalk, 100% at tight end. Uh, do what Kirkwood says, correlate your tight end with your quarterback or your stack. Um, perfect idea to do a bring back. Um, you know, Parham was fine last week. Did What did we get for snaps? Did he do 90%? I think he was fine on snaps. Um, Noah Fant, elite stud, Evan Engram, elite stud. Uh, that's probably where I'm going to go. But again, look at ownership. If these guys get too high, I'll probably uh, avoid them. But Fant and Engram are probably my favorite too, just because I look for athletes and spots. Kittle, I don't know how much run you're going to get out of Kittle. Uh, San Fran has nothing to play for. We know he's come off of injury. Uh, if I knew I was going to get four quarters of usage out of Kittle, uh, he'd be an easy, easy play at 6K. Um, but I don't know how I'm going to get four quarters of usage out of him. Um, so uh, that's kind of where I stand. I don't know. Tambo, what do you got? Yeah, I like all those guys at the top. I'm kind of like a top bot. Like, that's the thing. I like Kittle. I like Waller. And I like Andrews. Because it's one of those things where, like, say, you have the money to spend. Tight end's usually a wasteland. Everyone likes to pay down anyway. Looking for angles, all these different things. I'll pay down within my stacks. Like, you talked about fitting it with the quarterback. So when I got Locke. I like Fant. When I got Kirk Cousins, I like Irv Smith, so on and so forth. But for the most part, I like those guys at the top. I was highest on Kittle coming into the week. I'm going to do a little bit more research tonight and just look into it some and just see what I think. But with nobody playing Waller, I, I'm going to be playing him because he already he's a stud and he fits plenty fine. And he goes with my lock and car stacks in that game that I think is going to go back and forth with all these plays. And then Mark Andrews is just the easy guy to stack with Lamar. If you, you if you even need to or want to stack Lamar, I don't think you have to. I'm just saying that would be the guy that I would do it with. And it looks like he's going to be the least owned of the three in a game that they got to win, that they are going to be out there as long as it takes. The only reason they're not out there in the fourth quarter is because they're already up by enough to let's now start resting up for what we know we did our job and we, we came here to do. And it's likely those two that got them there. So round it out with that. Sneak Kittle in. had 55% of the snaps last week. He ran 15 routes um, just to give you an idea. I mean, he wanted a hundred percent come back and the organization wanted to sit him out. So um, he's highly motivated to put, uh, you know, to really put an exclamation point on this season. And, you know, they get, they get an interdivisional rivalry against Seattle, you know, uh, darn well, he wants to put up like a, 150 yards and a couple toddies on uh, Seattle. So uh, Kirkwood, what do you think about Kittle this week? I'm just not, I, I, to me, I think it's a fade, but I may be wrong. I, I just don't see the point of letting him get hurt. 
So well, he like it's it's on him at this point in time. Like the organization wanted to sit, sit him down, and he's like, "No, I'm coming back. I'm playing." So I mean, it's it's him being a beast. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's it is interesting. It's that as the week went on with the ownership, like I didn't even think the ownership was going to be there just because limited snaps last week. Yes, he did some work on it, but like you said, there was thoughts of what you guys are mentioning now, where I thought people might not go there. But I think Waller and Andrews are just as interesting and are going to be much less owned. So sort of still thinking about that one coming around on it. I'll talk about it on my Sunday show, but uh, I'll do some more digging. I just starting to think what you guys are saying could be true here. It makes it a little less enticing. And I do like that the other guys around them are just have no ownership. I mean, if the trend stays as it is, it's tough to to play him when he's getting 50% of the snaps. Now, maybe you increase that for him, but if he's getting 50% based on a guy that normally plays a hundred percent or 99% of the snaps, Paying six k just doesn't feel feel. But well, you're right not paying me. full price for him. You're not paying anything. But, but it's close. But it's up there. It's six yeah. k. I hear what you're saying, cool. but remember, it's coming off the injury. It's using him sparingly, and we had the same situation. I was like week two or something back when uh, Jordan Reed is only going to play like half the snaps, but we'll manage him. And then he comes out and drops, you know, seven for fifty with two touchdowns because the only sparingly the sparing use of him was every time they got to the damn red zone, and that's what I could easily see happening here with Kittle, right? We'll use them when we need them. Well, it'll be on high, high uh, leverage spots where they can get points out of them and we can really take that to the next level. So hopefully people are coming down on them a little. Maybe that would help me decide. It does feel a little bit bad with the ownership there. I never really like the higher priced, higher owned tight ends. They don't seem to work out that often. Noah Fant yep. does look good. Did look Noah good Fant to me good. though. Uh, and Hunter Henry's already been ruled out, right? Uh, we we got 85% yeah. of the snaps for Parham. He ran 33 routes, the same amount of routes that Mike Williams uh, ran. Yeah, that's week. just happening. We know this is happening. He's going to score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll okay. play him. He's cheap. All right. Uh, no. Give us uh, your favorite stack. Uh, I'll lead it off. Hold on. I'll pull up. Um, it's going to be Cam Newton. No, I'm kidding. Uh, although I do think it's in play. Um, I mean, it, no, you got to do it. On, on, you got to do that'll it. Be my, that'll be my, my out there one. But uh, yeah. Kirk Cousins, uh, the, the Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen over Jefferson can play them both. But if I'm choosing one, I'm choosing Cousins to Adam Thielen. And, you know, let him get the, the real all-time record as opposed to some rookie record. And he, he doesn't, you know, the touchdowns are what Thielen needs. So uh, give him, give him the fantasy points. And I say that they pass all game and then you, uh, you bring it back with either uh, Swift, Marvin Jones, or if you really want to be out there and try to win down the millionaire maker, you go with uh, Hawkinson. What did I? No, 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 hey, not hot. No, Muhammad Sanu. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> yep, yep. That's like the the gross one. Maybe the worst uh, thing the Patriots have ever done in the last twenty years is get Sanu gave a second round pick. Yeah, like what are they doing? <laughs> I thought they should have used him as a tight end, but he can throw the ball, dude. He can throw the ball in Atlanta, man. That guy's got a gun. Um, and then if you you want to get crazy, uh, run uh, run some cam, but uh, figure that one out on your own. You guys take it away. I kind of want to hear the cam one, to be honest. What What is the cam stack? Is it I mean, it would be Jacoby Myers. Myers. It, would be, it would be Jacoby, but like you don't need anyone. I think it'd be cam trying to run it himself and go out with uh, rushing touchdowns with a bang. And you running it back with your boy, Ty? Uh, yeah, you can run it back with Ty. You can go You can go to a 3K Mims or you can go to Crowder. Tambo, like what, game do you, Tambo what game stack do you want? 
Uh, I'm looking at the Titans Houston game. Obviously, that's going to be super popular, or the Packers Bears. I'm actually looking at the two. I'm looking at Detroit Minnesota, which we've already beat to death, but and yeah. everyone's going to be on it. But I, I do like I like the Denver one. Denver okay. versus the Raiders. It's two shitty quarterbacks take, to get them together and fight okay. it out. I'll, I'll take the uh, Titans Texans one. We'll do now. You can you can do t- like we already talked about this Tennessee thing. I think I think yeah. um, if you go Derrick Henry. You stay away. I mean, you can you can throw in a wide receiver in there too, but um, I'll do the leverage off of Derrick Henry. So we'll go Tannehill. Um, we'll just do a skinny stack. I know Kirkwood's all about those skinny stacks. We'll just do. Uh, I mean, they both are right at one K. You said Kirkwood, right? Davis and AJ. Thousand apart. Yeah. Um, no, I'm. Uh, they're both. Going oh, for the one K yards, I think yeah. Kirkwood said something like that. Yeah, they're both. So we'll just. We'll do the skinny stack because I know uh, Corey Davis will still be lower owned. Um, and I think Davis is still out produce AJ Brown uh, on the year. So uh, give me Corey Davis at 6,200. Um, and then we'll bring it back with, yeah, we'll, we'll stick with the uh, wide receiver model of uh, Chad Hansen at 4,100. Um, and then uh, Packers bears, obviously both teams super highly. Uh, you should bring it back with cooks. Cooks needs the thousand yards. Oh, okay. All right. So Brandy cooks says Kirkwood um, and the Packer bears. Now both quarterbacks are in play with Trubisky and Rogers, but we'll do the easy one with uh, Rogers to Devante. And then I 100% will double correlate it. So I think Lazard and MVS are both in play. Uh, Tanya at 5k, probably not going there. So We'll go with uh we'll go with an MVS big play. Um, so both Devonte and MVS, and then bring it back with my boy, Darnell Mooney. No, we forgot a tight end too. By the way, Jimmy Graham, in the, yeah. in the spot. Yeah, Komet, Komet banged up. Komet banged up. Yeah, he's questionable. Packers. Yeah, he's questionable. So yeah, there's a little narrative there, even though he had good times in in Green Bay. But yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I think you got them all. I don't mind uh, the ones you mentioned. I just added the Drew, Drew Locke, Deshaun Hamilton, whoever else you want to use with them, Tim Patrick or oh, um, Jerry Judy, Fant, all those guys, stack them up and then run it back with uh, Waller is is who I'm good with there. Like I said, no one's really going up there. Yeah, me. that's a good double tight end uh, stack right there. Yeah, I like Fant and Waller. That's two guys that uh, stand out to me, so I could definitely see that. So yeah, there's, there's mm-hmm. my one to round it out. Minnesota, heavy, but feels like it's getting a little bit super chalky so don't mind the tennessee one i like that thousand yard lineup Tannehill, brown davis cooks everyone needs a hey, and denver's kind of allowing uh lock to be kind of like a Jameis winston you know they're allowing him to like and he takes shots deep so yeah i, I mean he's a good gpp guy for sure yeah he can just stack up 25 for you and if his other guys get 20 each it's you had all the money to spend. You just got to hope you got the studs right that are mixed in with it. And has he been running lately? He will. He'll take the little goal line to the, he, t- he, he got a goal oh, yeah. line touch carry oh, yeah. last week. Five, five, six man. carries. He's, he's yeah. Super entertaining yeah. to watch. So it's yeah, good. Yeah. I like right. it. I like it. I think that's it. It's a wrap. So that's been uh, our season. Thanks to all the, just wait, are we coming back? We're probably coming. I, back. Have, I have no clue. If we do, I, hopefully we'll have a, uh, jmac on for the the heads up battle that's what we need uh but uh i don't know if we are or not 
Maybe Tambo knows. I don't know. To be determined. We'll find out. I don't know. We'll see. I'd like to come back for one more. We'll yeah, I think they bring us back uh, for for two weeks of playoffs. All right. Okay. But uh, anyway, hope uh, people out there made some money. Hope you guys make some money this weekend. Hope uh, each of you two make some money. Hope I make some money. I'm going to be uh, cramming all day trying to, trying to get ready. I'm going to play a lot of GPB this weekend. Good luck. So, boys. Good luck. Uh, good luck. Uh, this is the RG DFS Tournament Takes podcast, and we might catch it again next week. Thanks.